is Nick. Today we're talking about whiskey. Today I'm joined by Maddie Sauge, Andrea Bolt, and Andrew Spa. What's going on, guys? How are you? Doing a little drinking, right? Oh, yeah, doing a little drinking today. All right, so uh, how about, uh, since this is our first episode today, how about we uh, tell a little bit about each other? You know, how'd you get into whiskey? Um, where do you work? What do you do? Um, what are you drinking? Andrew, you want to go ahead and start us off? Yeah, so um, I guess I'll start off with how I got into whiskey. So my family has always drank whiskey. Um, I really had no other choice. Um, I basically always drank it. I was told if I ever had a sore throat, <laughs> put some hot water, honey, whiskey, lemon. Good old hot toddy. Good to go. <laughs> exactly. Good old hot toddy. Um, so I kind of just grew up on it when I was early, early enough to drink or at the age of, to drink. Um, I always had whiskey. So started off with Four Roses and kind of expanded from there um, on where I went with whiskey and trying to taste the different flavor profiles and everything. Um, I do cocktails for Still 630 uh, downtown in St. Louis. And I also run a laser engraving company located in Belleville, Illinois. So I make all kinds of awesome uh, merchandise or anything you want customized. So... um, my company is called Backroads PZ. All right. Andrew, you want to take next? Yeah. So uh, I've been drinking whiskey for right around 10 years. Um, I started drinking right around the time I was 20, 21 years old. Um, I was homeschooled and re- raised very religiously. Um, and so I didn't drink really at all. But um, when I started drinking, I drank vodka for about a year and then realized that it was really terrible. <laughs> and uh, started drinking whiskey, started out with Crown Royal, moved on to Four Roses, and that line pretty quick. Uh, really approachable whiskeys right. Um, right off the bat. Um, and then it just kind of, I don't know, devolved into chaos from there. <laughs> um, currently, I work at Still 630 Distillery right here in St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, I am the sales and distribution person currently. And... Um, yeah, I have about 200 or so whiskeys in my collection. I love to drink and share what I drink. And, uh, yeah, that's a little bit about me. All right. Maddie, want to take notes? Oh, I'm next. Okay. I, oh, my goodness, everyone here, are they're pretty much the reason why I got involved in whiskey. They used to put whiskey in front of me, and I wanted to throw up. <laughs> it was horrible. I just drank <laughs> vodka tonic and gin and tonics all the time. Um, I think I'm now in a place where I can appreciate whiskey and appreciate the different flavors in whiskeys. I am a server at Bissinger's Chocolate located in downtown St. Louis, and I'm finishing up my degree in social work. All right. So uh, last but not least, I'll get to myself. Uh, my name's Nick. Uh, so people around the table here... Uh, Obviously, I'm somewhat associated with Maddie is my girlfriend, Andrea is my sister, and Andrew is my sister's boyfriend. And uh, we, so obviously, getting into whiskey, Andrea and Andrew kind of put the the seed where it needed to be. They planted the seed, <laughs> and, and I got into it. Like Andrea said, you know, our, our family's always been drinking whiskey, but whenever... Uh, Whenever I really wanted to get into it, 
they were like, try this, try this, try that, you know? And so, you know, I got, I, I formed uh, my own collection based off of what they had to recommend to me. Um, I, uh, I live out in Kentucky right now. It's the heartland of whiskey. There's more whiskey in there than people, so thank God for that. Mm. Um, I live in Owensboro, Kentucky, so uh, we just, uh, OZ Tyler Distilleries down there. We, uh, myself and Maddie, we just went on a tour down there, and they're one of the newer distilleries on the Bourbon Trail. So if you have a chance, go and check them out. But uh, so, what are we, uh, what are we drinking all today, guys? I guess I'll start. Um, I have the Jefferson's Reserve Groth um, Cast Finish. Um, I haven't had this in a few years, so I'm excited to try it again. All right. Man, I wish I was more original, but I literally took the exact same thing. You, know, you walked in the door with that bottle, and I was like, man, I haven't had that in a while. A, so I am starting out with the Groth cask finish as well. All right, Maddie, what do you got? All right, I have the Woodford Reserve brandy cask finish, which I have not had yet. Yeah, that's the Masters collection. That's uh, that's good That's good stuff right there. All right, and uh, this is something I'm always... I'm always... Uh, looking for different cask finished whiskeys and port finished bourbons are kind of my thing right now where I'm trying to find more port finished bourbons and uh, so Andrew pulled out a 1792 port finish so I'm going to go ahead and uh, drink that guys uh, cheers cheers <sighs> ooh fantastic mm-hmm. that is delicious Mm. Alright guys, so today we're going to be talking about Welcome to the World of Whiskey. This is getting the do's and don'ts of getting someone into whiskey, you know, like whenever <laughs> I got into whiskey, what what were my mistakes, what did I do right, type thing, and what, uh, what can you recommend to the people who want to get into whiskey. So I kind of want to start out, what's, what's like the biggest mistake you've made getting into whiskey <laughs> oh geez uh the biggest mistake i made was starting out with canadian whiskey right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> not entirely my fault uh my buddy that was my big whiskey drinking friend uh was a big crown fan still is uh, he lives down in florida now uh so his influence has uh, obviously since worn off uh, but yeah canadian whiskey i thought kind of all whiskey was kind of that like watered down just you know, whatever. Anyway, point is, uh, yeah, avoid Canadian whiskey. If you if live in America, us, drink right. an American-made product. Yeah, bourbon. <laughs> bourbon. Or rye. Or rye. That's also made here. Right. I must interject. <laughs> <laughs> um, Andrea? Um, I've been trying to think about this. I don't think I have too many regrets or too many, like, you know. No regrets. Uh, No regrets. Getting into whiskey. Um, I usually always drink it with something mixed, and I can't say that I use the best mixer for it all the time when I went out. Uh, Sometimes (laughs) it was Jack Daniel or just the regular uh, real whiskey, which I don't think is a terrible way to get into whiskey, but you don't exactly know it, you know, if you're just mixing it. Um, gosh, I don't even know. I feel like my regret would be, I guess, you know, mixing it first. You know, I wish that someone would have kind of like 
set me through and had me, you know, actually try it straight up. You know, right. like I said, our family did have, you know, whiskey all the time. That's what we were expected to drink, I feel like. Um, but <laughs> Your expectations were high. Yeah. I was oh expecting, my. if you don't drink this, you know, you're going to be whipped. Um, <laughs> oh, God. Wow. Um, Hi, that never happened but, to you Catholics. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway... I feel like if I would have tried it first, I feel like I would have had more respect for it going into whiskey. Um, I guess that's my only kind of regret. Regret. Yeah. Oh, God. Maddie? I feel like I have so many regrets. <laughs> <laughs> Southern comfort? I mean, when I first... Ooh, that is a regret. That's Let's yeah. go back to yeah. 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 Okay. yeah, I'll remove yeah. crown from my list as well. Southern, Southern comfort. comfort. Don't ever drink the soap <laughs> And don't let anyone ever convince you that Southern Even Comfort is, is a whiskey. Right. It yeah. is not. No. It should be dumped out, and those responsible should be court martialed. We can all we can all agree on on that. <laughs> oh my god! Dump it straight in the toilet. It's so gross. Well, when I first started dating Nick, he asked me if I liked whiskey, and I responded, "I believe by some, saying something about Jack and Coke." Um, <laughs> Jack Daniels and Coke was, like, my only experience with whiskey. And I would say that's my first regret, like Andrea said, is mixing it with just, like, Coke. Because I had, I don't know. It was just going straight from Jack and Coke to, like, straight whiskey and bourbon was pretty intense. Second mistake was trying to keep up with the Lynn's and Nick because that was a joke. (laughs) For me, at least. Because I couldn't (laughs) keep up with it and, like, appreciate whiskey every time I drank it. I made this, like, horrible face because I just couldn't handle the ethanol. Now I have an appreciation for it and the different flavor profiles. So yeah. All right. Well, I want to kind of I want to kind of interject here at the at the back end of Maddie's story. So when we first started dating, I had a bottle of uh, old Elijah Craig in uh, in the closet, and I pulled it out, and I we were drunk one night already. We came back to the house, and I said, I said, you know what? I said I've heard that if you take a shot of pickle juice after any whiskey. <laughs> I said, it'll take the burn right off. Just messing with her. I knew she didn't like whiskey at the time. So I was like, all right. I love pickle juice. I was like, all right, cheers. (laughs) And I cheers her. I took the shot. You know, and I love Elijah Craig. And she, you know, hadn't had uh, much whiskey then. But she she took the shot, took the pickle juice, and almost threw up. And I laughed so hard. (laughs) It was just our... our, uh, It was our opening, our uh, my uh, good joke to Maddie getting into whiskey. The opening volley. The opening volley. He scarred me. <laughs> Serves up. Yeah, right. So, just like the Caribou. Oh God, the Caribou. We're not going to get into that tonight. <laughs> so, we. Uh, oh my. <laughs> I have a I have a lot of regrets when it comes to whiskey, unfortunately. <laughs> Dr. McGillicuddy. Yeah. <laughs> Admiral Nelson's that I think that's rum. Is that rum? Yeah. That is. Uh, Either way. <laughs> you shouldn't have drank it. No, mil- you know, like military brand, whatever. So uh, when I started drinking whiskey, it was ten high and <laughs> Jack Daniels. And I didn't care. Originally, I was drinking 10 high just straight out of the jug. Oh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> um, I was, all coming out on this podcast. Oh, I know. <laughs> right off the it's bat. all coming out. Nick and his triple sack. <laughs> um, 
so yeah, ten high. I used to drink straight out of the jug, and then it went <laughs> it went into Jack Daniels, and I mis- mix it with whatever, you know, Monster Coke, oh, you gosh. know, whatever I had handy. Jack Daniels did the job. Uh, after that, I uh, I stopped drinking whiskey for quite a bit because no that kidding. scarred me. And then um, Andrea and Andrew got me back into it. Thank God. And they got me a bottle of uh, Son of Burai, and I decided to stick that in the freezer. <laughs> That's true. That's very I was true. So yeah. sad when I saw that. I almost cried. Because I didn't know what you know what was going on. I didn't know the what to do. Well, I didn't know the protocol with this, and I, I went back, and it was gone. And you know, I was like, "What happened to this?" And Andrea and Andrew had. Um, <laughs> They told me they're like it was for the best. It's they gone now. It. <laughs> it's gone now. <laughs> I was like, oh great. So, uh, but I learned that way when I moved back to uh, the Midwest. I lived out in California for a little bit. I moved back to the Midwest, and they took me to my first distillery, which was oh. still six thirty here in St. Louis. What a day that was! That was a Schlafly event that night. And oh God, yeah, oh, we God. Pre- <laughs> we pre-gamed hop in the city with a distillery with a tour. Distillery tour, that was right? like a nice second date. Yes, yeah, it sure was. <laughs> oh yeah, I vaguely remember you coming to our house. Yeah, uh, yeah. good times. <laughs> Thankfully, I was still alive. Yeah, <laughs> barely on, on the curb outside. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but they took me there. I went. I went ahead and I picked up a, a few bottles. It's still six thirty. It was the uh, Big Jake Coffee Brew, uh, Rally Point, the uh, Still Modern, and the uh, it was the Ocask. You really went for mm. it. Yeah, good the Ocask. Yeah, mm, delicious. Now here's my here's my final regret. Here <laughs> is that I would polish off bottles like no one's business I'm like this is a great bottle I'm like that's $80 I'm like alright you know and I chug it so <laughs> not appreciating what you had right I didn't appreciate what I had in front of me and then when I realized that I drank all the still modern and the oak ask that it wasn't there anymore right <laughs> I wanted to cry it's so good <laughs> so I think I did that with like a bottle of Whistle Pig too, you know. Oh, you spend the money and then. Speaking of Canadian whiskey. Yeah, speaking of Canadian whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, those are those are my biggest regrets, I, I think. And you know, from there though, uh, a beautiful relationship between me and whiskey blossomed. Oh, I thought you were going to talk and, about me. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, relationship did blossom from there. But our uh, but I uh, I grew to love whiskey. And, and you know, I thought whenever I moved to Kentucky, I was like, you know what? I'm moving to Kentucky. I need to buy a banjo to fit in here. Which no, that's wrong. <laughs> I'm leaving now. Well, with a banjo and uh, a ton of whiskey under my belt. So that's, uh, that's a little bit about my regrets and everyone's regrets here. So I kind of want to talk about if we're... If someone comes up to you like in a bar or they go over to your house and they ask, like, listen, I, I drink Jack Daniels or I drink Crown Royal or, you know, 10 High in my case, you know, what, what are you, what are you going to recommend to them? They're like, I want to try something else. What are you going to recommend to them? 
Uh, you know, honestly, for me, I, I like to do, and unfortunately, if they're a Jack Daniels or a Crown Royal drinker, I can't really do this. Um, maybe if they're a Jim Beam drinker. Uh, what I like to do is I like to have people sit down and I'll pour whatever they say is their favorite and then a couple other whiskeys that um, I know are nice entry, entry whiskeys. Um, Four Roses Small Batch, uh, a Weller Special Reserve, nice and easy drinking whiskeys. Mm. Put those next to it. Um, obviously going to be a different profile from the Jim Beam or Jack Daniels or Crown Royal. Again, it's hard for me to put those up there because I don't have any of them. I think we might have a Crown Royal Monarch somewhere. Yeah. Do we have it? Yeah, we can bust out a Crown Royal Monarch. Yeah, if we want to do the Canadian whiskey. Um, we can put it right next to a whistle pick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, that's kind of what I like to do. I like to say, okay, this is what you say is your favorite, but then you taste this stuff that's quality. It doesn't always work because a lot of these people are mixing it. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of hard to say, you know, because I'm not going to pour certain things in Coke. I'm not going to pour anything in Coke. Um, so if you're not willing to just do the whiskey raw and say, you know, I typically like Jack Daniels. If I can't pour you a shot of Jack Daniels and if you can't take that shot or sip on that, you don't really like it. Right. So why are you drinking this other than to maybe get fucked up or the <laughs> gratuitous amount of high fructose corn syrup that you're getting from your Coke? From right? your Coke, right. What is the point of this? So if you want to learn, if you want to evolve your palate that way, then that's what I would do. I would say if you're really yeah. looking to get into this, let's have a pour of what you say is your favorite. You bring it over because chances are I don't have it. And then I'll line <laughs> you up. I mean, there's what? There's nine different bottles of whiskey on the table right now. Like, I have no problem throwing up whiskey. Like, let's let's do this. Well, yeah, let's be but real. I here. think that's the best way to get into it. If you're just out at a bar, it's kind of hard. Like, I won't lie. Like, you can't just go out to a bar and give somebody a shot of or a pour of four rows of small batch. They're not going to appreciate it the same way they would if you do give them several different options. Right. All right. My thought. Yeah. Uh, so Andrew gave some really good ideas on how you should do this or how, you know, if you're trying to get your friend into whiskey. Um, I can't really beat that, but when I used to work at Gamblin, this is probably my best way that I would introduce people. Like, I'd ask them what they drink. You know, typically it was a Jim Beam, it was a Jack Daniels, and these people were coming in there like, I like whiskey. I was like, but have you tried anything else? And so it was typically those two. Um... I used to always go to the Weller Special Reserve when we had it, which we typically did right. at that time when I worked there. Um, it's just a really nice boundary. It's not over 100 proof. You never want to put anyone over 100 proof. <laughs> it's true. Not right off the bat, right. It's a really, really bad choice. And I mean, the 80 proofs, I mean, if you have a like a Kentucky whiskey or something like that that's 80 proof and you can say that this has quality flavors, yeah, get them into it. But I would never go over 100 proof at all like you're literally going to burn their taste buds out they're going to think it tastes disgusting it's going to be too hot mm-hmm. um it's just really hard to do anything like that but yeah uh weller special reserve uh was my go-to um i probably made it popular in st louis which makes me very sad because <laughs> sometimes it's very hard to find here um other times it comes in we can find it it might be my fault so i apologize to anyone that's listening <laughs> to this that can't find weller Um, I also do like the Four Roses Small Batch. I think it's a little bit floral. It has sweeter notes. Um, It's lighter on the palate. Um, 
So uh, kind of the same as Andrew. Those are kind of really good, like starter whiskeys to go with. Um, other than that, I think you know just trying something under a hundred proof if you go anywhere. Don't don't take anyone's recommendation to go over a hundred proof because you're going to end up not liking it typically, even if it is a really great whiskey. So right. So <clears throat> Maddie. You're the newest out of obviously all of us here to whiskey. What was, what was like your coming to the first bourbon? You know, yeah, coming to Jesus moment when it came to whiskey. (laughs) I feel like the first bourbon I was actually able to kind of appreciate was Four Roses, the Yellow Label. Yellow Label, okay. Which I know isn't anything, you know, too crazy, but for some reason, like that was like my first bourbon that I appreciated. Um, but I definitely agree with Andrea giving people any of the higher proof. I feel like it's just gonna kill them. <laughs> yeah, especially if they're getting into it. Yeah, because that was my biggest thing when I started with whiskey was like the big like ethanol taste was I couldn't taste anything except for ethanol. So, so I think that I've gotten so Maddie. I obviously got you into whiskey. Uh-huh. Um, I've. I've gotten uh, a couple people into whiskey, and I, th- I think my, my whole thing with this was try a bunch of different things. And the – what did we do with Rob? I think – so I got – he had a couple of bottles, and Rob, Rob is a good friend. You'll meet him on – on a couple of the shows today, he can join us, unfortunately. But he was a scotch drinker. Straight scotch, loved, you know, pretty much all scotches. And... Of the ones he'd had. The ones he had, right. So that Glenlivet 12 was really... Yeah. All he had. <laughs> and then we, I think I, oh, I, I called you guys about the um, Glenmorangies. He actually the, had the Sherry and the port, yeah, the port cask finish, which are fantastic. Um, and so he didn't—he didn't really know a whole lot about about bourbon or rye whiskeys. And so when he, when I got him into it, I visited him down in Florida where he lived, and he—I guess this is my fault because I—I—I I, I gave him. Uh, still 630 Moan and Bell I gave him Buffalo Trace I gave him Elijah Craig I gave him Blade and Bow you know 1792 uh, Knob Creek Single Barrel he had all these different whiskeys all this variety now that he could try and what he liked the most was Elijah Craig and I was like okay this is where we start to branch out and get you what you like in a whiskey and when we had talked about the Knob Creek single barrel, it, he was that was a no bueno. I was like, Knob Creek single barrels, you know, 120 proof whiskey. Something. So right, uh, but and that's one of my favorites. Like I said, maybe a little bit of my fault that I, I ruined that form. I ruined that kind of hot taste for him. But I, I I came back with that Elijah Craig, which is 94 proof whiskey which is it's great you know absolutely wonderful wonderful flavor in that so and that's where 
I kind of I kind of feel like you need that variety. And in a bar setting, the best way to do that is a flight. Sure. You know, you go out, you ask the bartender's recommendation. As long as it's you know, if if it looks like you know the bar has a decent amount of whiskey, you can ask for a flight. If they have you know your typical rail whiskeys, they're probably not going to ask for a flight. You know? <laughs> sure. So I uh, I got him on the Elijah Craig train and. Uh, from there, he's kind of set off and started his own collection. <clears throat> with me, I I kind of fell in love with Buffalo Trace at first. And I mean, how can you not? Buffalo Trace yeah. is great. You know, I love everything that comes out of Buffalo Trace Distillery. But the big thing with that is Buffalo Trace is just the cornerstone of what was out there I you know I would go and try a rye like oh like I don't like that I would go and try a bourbon I don't like that I wanted something that tasted like Buffalo Trace and the only thing that I could find was more of that <laughs> what they produce more Buffalo Trace yeah more Buffalo Trace <laughs> who would have thought <laughs> so um, eventually I formed formed a palette and I, I got onto different bourbons and I got onto what was I got onto still 630 which most of their stuff is rye, and you guys have bourbons now, mm-hmm. which is all fantastic. Which uh, I will say is really cool that, you know, you split that up from, like, a straight Kentucky bourbon to craft. Craft yeah. is a totally different animal. Right. Which is really neat that your palate kind of, like, transitioned. was like, I'm going to try and find something different. Right. And whenever you guys had, you know, you guys came out with that American single malt, I instantaneously loved that whiskey. The truth? The truth, yeah. Mm, and delicious stuff. Oh, it is. And and Andrea was baffled that I that I like that. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And it's I, totally different. And I had never tried a single malt before. Yeah. I was just like immediately in love with American single malts from there. So it's a it's a weird it's a weird thing. If you really want to get into whiskey, sit down and really appreciate what do you have in front of you? Get somebody who already is into a bunch of different bourbons. If they're like, if you'd be like, hey, like, you want to go out and grab some whiskey with me? Be like, yeah, sure. Then you ask him later on, be like, well, what do you usually drink? And he says, Jim Beam White Label. You know, maybe maybe he's not the best guy to uh, <laughs> go out with. Or you know, if he's like, ah, yeah, I just drink Jack Daniels on on the regular. Like, right. you drink anything else? Like, nope. Like, uh, well. Yeah, maybe don't ask a toddler to like introduce you. To <laughs> so uh, I would definitely ask advice from someone who's more in depth into the whiskey world. I usually, I just had a, a few guys over this past weekend, and they had they wanted to try different whiskeys. And the one guy, the one guy, hated whiskey. He's like, I drink gin and gin only. He's like, Tangeray, please. I'm like, okay, well, I. I, uh, I have, you know, still 630 Volsets well, Folly. That's my favorite. <laughs> gin, but uh, that's gin. about it. It's good. An American Navy strength gin from still 630, which is fantastic as well. But um, he was like, that's all I have. Or he said, you, are you sure you don't want to try some sort of whiskey? He's like, yeah, I'll try some. And, uh, I mean, I went overboard with it. And I was like, here's this and this and this. I was like, here's like a... Masters Keep 17 year. Uh, the That's big... the mistake of getting people into. That is you, you overwhelm them. Right. I overwhelm. He, he gets excited and he's like, try this, try this. I overwhelm people with it. 
and like, been there. A mistaker. <laughs> he just yeah. gets excited and he has like twenty whiskeys in front of you. And you're like, okay, it's <laughs> not a bad thing. Uh, most, but I think it's a super The big thing was. My rule is if the whiskeys get like to the length of the table, the width of the table, then I should probably stop putting them out. That's a good right. rule. Yeah, right? And I even bought a bigger table. <laughs> my bar's my bar's you know what four foot wide. <laughs> Just lining them all up. Yeah. So um, I kind of wound it down a little bit. You know, Maddie was there to kind of hold my hand and and uh, keep me steady when it came to. To our whiskey tasting. So what I did was I, I set up two different types of flights. I set up a bourbon flight and a rye flight. And I was like, let's keep it simple here. I went very old Barton, 90 proof. I went Elijah Craig and four rows of small batch. All pretty good beginner products there. You know, if you're very old Barton, you're not going to pay very much for that. But that's delicious whiskey. Yeah. Uh, Elijah Craig, you might pay, what, $30, I mean, depending on where you're getting it from. And the same thing with Four Rows of Small Batch. But they all have very different tastes yeah. to them. And when we did it, we had three different people trying it, and I did a blind tasting. I had them all taste it, and every person liked something different. And the one guy, he's he was drinking Jack Daniels, and he said, he picked out Elijah Craig. And I was like, and he, he knew exactly what he was drinking. He's like, he's like, I get a little bit of wood in here. He's like, a lot of big flavors in here. This is really good. He's like, he told me four rows of small batch was a little bit more delicate and more floral. And he said, he was like, I think that this one is cheaper, which is Burial Barton. But I enjoy Burial Barton too. And I don't think that that's, I mean, for the price, yes, it's cheap. But yeah, it's probably I, just because of the proof difference. The proof difference, right. Yeah. So... I, versus. Right. And uh, my the my friend that was uh, the gin drinker, he he appreciated the very old Barton, which I was I was surprised by. I was like, Oh wow. I was like I figured that you would have liked maybe four rows of small batch because yeah. it's more floral. And then um, the other person liked four rows of small batch and I was like, Okay. I was like, Well that's that does it, you know. Yeah. With rye, I think I set up uh, Knob Creek rye. Uh, Rally Point Rye, and I believe I want to say I did Dickel Rye, but I can't remember now. I mean, seems like a good night when you forget one. Yeah, (laughs) it was a very good night. Oh man, but it was it was definitely the the epitome of of the night was getting to try all those different whiskeys and trying um, and getting people into it. Yeah. So and that's what it was. So, I mean, what I mean, what flight would you set up for somebody? Oh God! If they wanted to do bourbon, we'll say bourbon. Uh, I mean, if like if it was their first night drinking whiskey, obviously, um, I would probably be a little bit more delicate. But just like an average person that drank whiskey, sometimes I would probably do. Um, Four Roses Small Batch, Henry McKenna, and then, uh, yeah, settle down there, fella. Um, <laughs> man, I don't even know. Um, it's been so long since I've had to walk somebody through that. <laughs> uh, 
I don't know what my third one would be, honestly. Because I'm trying to think of like readily available things that are here in the Midwest that we can get that like everyone can enjoy, right? No. You only have two? Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I guess. What about you? Well, um, if we're doing bourbons, I definitely do probably a four is a small batch to start out. It's nice and light, delicate, it's floral. I know that we're we're repeating ourselves, but I feel like that's a good thing. Right. I really do. Um, it's become the staple in getting someone into Right. So that's a bourbon. Um bourbon virgins. Now if you want like a high weeder um, Weller. It's going to be my next one. It's a different flavor profile. Everybody already um, knows you for that, so... It's a little bit sweeter. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, re- I'm repeating myself, but like I said, that's a good thing. Um, and the last one, I'm kind of in a toss-up between like an Elijah Prager and Old Forester. Mm. Um, old Forester. Or for- old that's Forester. That's my third. Mm. <laughs> I already um, used that one, which, by the way. Uh-huh. Which one, 86 or uh, 100? No, you know, I'd go 100 on that yeah. one, honestly, yeah. because that one's light enough. It's got enough, like, fruit and whatever that I, I don't really think that you need to puss around with the 86. That stuff's sure like that water. Into me. No. Yeah, well. <laughs> anyway, so since he took that one, uh, the reason I picked Old Forester is because it's a bourbon that's totally different from Four Roses. Um, it has these nice cherry notes and vanilla and... And oak. But I think that what Old Forester is mostly known for is those nice cherry notes, which you don't really get in, but, I mean, you do get in other bourbons, but it's not as prominent. Um, but I think that Elijah Craig would also be a great, like, third one to put in there, just to be different, because, like, the oak is so, so big. So you can kind of see, like, if you would get it in a Knob Creek, which I would think, like, a Knob Creek would be good. Um, I guess you could substitute it. But I think that Elijah Craig would be a better route to go um, before Knob Creek. Right. In my opinion. Um, but yeah, so I think like a lighter a lighter whiskey, a whiskey, or uh, I guess you could do like a high rye as well, which I'm sure, sure someone will right, touch right. on. Um, but so I had the lighter uh, bourbon, and then I had um, the weeded Weller, which I think is great. It's always a fan favorite, in my opinion. And then I'm going to go with the Elijah Craig because I think, like, the oak is definitely, like, a, you know, you can go back and forth with that and be like, holy holy smokes, like, this one is way different than the first one I tried. And in the middle with the Weller, I kind of get some of those, but it's not as big. So I think it's a nice, like, gradual, um, like, elevation for a flight. I'm going to throw Eagle Rare in the mix, too. I feel like that's a nice, easy, it's oaky, it's got right. fruit notes to it. it. I feel like it's kind of like getting a little... It's, it's hard, hard to find. I feel like it's almost as easy to find, if not easier, to find than Weller. Here in St. Louis, maybe. A lot of people can't find it at all. Mm. Can you find it? Oh, yeah. All oh, the time. you can? Yeah. Oh, okay. Eagle? Yeah. Yeah, Eagle is definitely... I feel like sometimes you can't find it at like our general liquor stores here. So, so you have to go out of your way. I'll drink to go out of your way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would definitely go out of my way to pick up something new. I already do. Yeah. <laughs> I'll drive a little bit. Like, oh, you well. might not, though. Right. So. If, uh, if, if you have a liquor store that's not providing a whole variety of uh, whiskey and you really want to get into it, try different stores. I mean, 
out in Owensboro, I literally go to a new store every single week. I mean, <laughs> I, I want to find something new. I want to find something different. Maybe they have a better price on something that, uh, you know, maybe they have a better price of Buffalo Trace than these people do, you know. And out in, out in Kentucky, I'm kind of blessed. I get Heaven Hill, uh, Bottle and Bond, and the regular 90-proof bourbon. And that stuff is fantastic. I kind of get lucky with that. And that's, uh, you know, so I always look and see who has the best prices and see if they have anything different. And I think the other thing that, like, if you have somebody that doesn't have training wheels that you can sit down and actually have, like, a, like a conversation about whiskey and, like, why they appreciate it, if they already have that appreciation, doing the store picks of the different single right, barrels. right is huge because you can take three things that are the exact same mash bill, they're aged in the same warehouses, and they come out tasting completely different because of the oak or which floor they were on or whatever else. I think that is probably the best way to get somebody from being a casual fan to being like, holy shit, like, I can actually taste the difference in all of these. In all these, I right. feel like I'm awesome at this, and then they just go off the deep end. Because right. as soon as you can put, <laughs> as soon as you can put that in somebody's, like, mind, that, like, holy shit, I'm so, so in tune to this, this scene that, like, I can taste these different things and the exact same thing, you've created just uh, an immediate, lifelong fan. Fan. Addict right. would monster. probably be the other word. <laughs> yeah, monster. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, I think uh, I think that's that's pretty accurate. I I believe that if if you get someone on that train, that's game over for them. And that's what happened with me. I was like, this is amazing. You know, there's still six thirty products. When I went there, I was like, this is all great. You know, and then I jumped on board. I already knew that I liked Buffalo Trace. Immediately went and bought a bottle of that, and then I. Kind of started going from there. And they're like, oh, what does this taste like? Grab a bottle of that. What does this taste like? Grab a bottle of that. And then I started getting fancy with it. So, um, Maddie, you're our final person with our flights. What do you think, flight-wise? You're newer to, you're newer to the game. Gosh, I don't even know. Um, I've been thinking about it this whole time. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, I mean, what were the first three that you tried that you're like, I enjoy these? I think yeah. that would be a good, a good like, starting point for you. Why? I feel like I just have like an overall appreciation for like four roses. I, while I've been working on Bissinger's, Bissinger's actually did a <laughs> barrel pick with four roses, and the barrel pick that they had it had a lot of like chocolatey notes, and I really appreciate the bourbons with like the sweeter like chocolatey notes. And like it was almost a little bit like peanut buttery too. Wasn't so, that a single barrel though too? Yeah, those yeah. are four rows single yeah. barrel. Yeah, so I, got I that really the house. I started appreciating. I liked that one a lot. I think I st- when I started out, I liked things with more like chocolatey like notes. Um, what four, you liked you what liked more. You like four rows of small batch, and you like the four rows as lines straight off. Yeah, which was great. What I was were like, those weird infused ones that I had that I liked at first? You liked. Big Jake, the um, just Big Jake. Oh, Big Jake, yeah. The white whiskey, the yeah, white, the white whiskey. Yeah, because I went to which Gamelin, is a little bit pretty like impressive. Like twinge to it. I went to Gamelin one night with some friends, and they had uh, Big Jake like infused with peppers, and it was yeah. like the best, mm-hmm. most like just the most delicious thing I've ever had. That was a, that was that the first a, time. Yeah. 
she calls me up and she's like, "You'll never know, like never guess what I just did." Like, what's that? She's, she's like, straight. "I ordered like- I ordered whiskey without you being here." I was like, "Wow!" <laughs> <laughs> it was like, "All right, impressive." Yeah. So I feel like just four roses as a whole was a good starting point for me. Of course, it's going to vary for everyone, just because everyone's palate's going to be different. But I definitely liked things with more like chocolatey notes when I first started drinking bourbon. Right. I definitely think it's cool that everyone's almost started out with four roses. Yeah. I just think it That's must something. be a palatable, you know, thing for everyone to kind of like grasp. Yeah. So. Right. I think that's the uh, the way to go then. Seems to be the general consensus. Right. Four roses it is. <laughs> so I, going back to what you were saying about those um, store picks, when you when you go if you're if you don't have anyone that doesn't know what they're looking for. And you go into a store and you ask for, let's say, a Buffalo Trace store pick. Buffalo Trace has, I would say, some of the most store picks out there. But, you know, you get Knob Creek Single Barrel. You get all these. If you ask the guy working behind the counter or the girl working behind the counter, do you guys have any store picks of this? They usually don't know what they're talking about. Right. I'll, I go and ask all the time, like, do you guys have any Buffalo Trace store picks? What's a store pick? I'm like, uh, okay. And then I find one on the shelf. I'm like, okay, whatever. Yeah, put it on the thing. Get it. So uh, find someone who knows what they're talking about. Uh, it's, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's hard, but sometimes it is to find someone in a liquor store who knows what a Buffalo Tray store pick is or Knob Creek single barrel store pick. But yeah, uh, I think that's going to be it today, guys. Uh, Thanks for joining in on this conversation, drinking a little whiskey with us. Final thoughts, Andrew? You got any final thoughts oh. about to our to our uh, novice whiskey drinkers? Oh, you know, just don't be discouraged if you get something that you don't like right off the bat. There are endless options. Um, if you don't like it, drink something else. You know, honestly, mm-hmm. leave it on the shelf for me to come by. Um, <laughs> You know, I mean, I want everybody to get into it, but, you know, if you don't like it and you know you don't like it, then, you know, okay, do your thing. Maybe your palate will evolve. Not everyone can be perfect. I understand this. Um, so my, my, my only advice is just uh, keep at it and, uh, yeah, don't hmm. give up. Andrea? Nobody um, likes a quitter, you know? <laughs> I think that if you think that you're getting into whiskey or you want to get into whiskey, go visit a local distillery. Go see what it's all about. Go see the process. Um, go see what they're doing to make this product that you think that you like. Typically, you're going to try something at the end, and they'll talk to you about it. I, I think that being able to try it and talk about it gives so much more appreciation. And, you know, you might really like that product for a long time, but then you might be able to branch out from there, too, because you have more appreciation for how whiskey or bourbon is made. Right. I definitely second on that. I feel like I had a much, like, larger appreciation for bourbon once we visited Maker's Mark, which was amazing. Um, Which, if anyone gets the chance to do that, you should go to Maker's Mark. And then, also, coming from the novice, just pick up a bottle of Four Roses. (laughs) I'm just going to end it there. Well, Four Roses <laughs> seems like the uh, consensus here. Uh, my final thoughts here are don't don't be like me. Don't <laughs> overwhelm people or don't get overwhelmed by stuff. Uh, like I, you know, like Maddie said, 
I get really excited when someone's like, I would like to get into whiskey. And I pull out all the stops. I'm like, here you go. And, you know. All the secret bottles. Don't be <laughs> don't be overwhelmed. I, I love to share my knowledge about whiskey with uh, plenty of people. And I, I, do, I do love the art. And I, I love everything to do with it. So uh, if you find me on the street <laughs> and you want to talk whiskey, we'll talk whiskey for a little bit. Uh, before I have to get going to where I am. So, guys, you can find me on Instagram at, at bolt.n. That's at B-O-L-T dot N on Instagram. Andrew, where, where can they find you? Uh, I'm the Indomitable Beard <laughs> on, uh, on Instagram. And then uh, you can also follow along still 630 to see uh, what we're doing uh, here in St. Louis. Definitely recommend that. Um, I'm at Drake Bourbon underscore wear lipstick. Um, you can also find any of my products or if you're looking for some custom goods at uh, Backroads PZ on Instagram. Maddie? And I am Mermaid Mads 13. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for joining us today. Take it easy. <laughs>